0: man
1: <laughs> yo 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 what is up happy weekend it is july 3rd we got fourth of july weekend here in the united states happy fourth for all the americans here and happy independence for everybody else that has it or is fighting for it in your own life or your country's life we love all you guys it's break into the future your host your founder joshua c taylor i got my guy here jb John, what is up, man? How you doing today? What's going on, Josh? Man, it's
0: good. It's good. It's a little early out here, but yeah, <laughs> there's no time zones in crypto, man. So no. <laughs> I'm like up at four or five every morning, so this is nothing. It's all yeah. good. Things yeah, are man. going good, man. It's a beautiful day out here and uh, yeah, lots of exciting
1: things always going. Nice, man. Nice. Thanks for coming on. Where are you located right
0: now? I am just outside of Vancouver, B.C., a uh, place called Davis Bay um people might know sechelt on the sunshine coast it's about 45 minute ferry and like a 30 minute drive but it's still on the mainland of bc canada but uh you know you gotta take a ferry there so it's a little secluded small town yeah it's beautiful yeah cool did you grow up in vancouver yeah just outside yeah just outside actually i was born in vancouver and then you know I had kind of a rougher childhood with foster care and everything and then i moved up to langley when i was seven yeah uh, with a family that adopted me Mm -hmm. and i spent my growing up years in like a suburb of langley and and then i moved to like a farm when i was like 14 my parents bought a farm (laughs) so i got some farm life experience now too and uh so yeah i'm from from this area
1: yeah that's cool that's cool i haven't been out there at the I have to take you up on that. I'm meeting oh, more. man, Canadians. it's beautiful. I'm meeting beautiful. more Canadians. Uh, Greg I Moth mean, was my first, my first pod, uh, my first guest. Um, oh my god! So of course he's larger than life now. <laughs> and so, oh yeah. Um, I'm meeting more Canadians by the by the week, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. So you're growing up. You're foster kid. You got blessed with a lovely family, I'm sure. And then. uh um, yeah, really lucky. Yeah. Uh, and Then you know. Farm life. I guess, do y'all have high school in
0: Canada? <laughs> yeah, well, hey, high school in Canada, man, it's a little different in the States, right? We don't have all those big fancy like homecomings or yeah, anything like that. But uh, yes, I love Canada. Well, <laughs> cool. and then what happened when you became
1: a man? What, what, what happened? And tell me about that. Oh, and man. What led
0: into like crypto? And then, like, well, let's see. The last. Twelve years, thirteen years has been a lot of business development, B two B corporate world sales, uh, sales management, uh, sales strategy, marketing development, marketing strategy, multi channel marketing, and uh, you know the last decade specifically was focused mostly with trading, FX, uh, risk management solutions for larger corporates, enterprise in North America for Western Union business. And you know, I got kind of interested in Bitcoin. Let's say back in 20 gosh, when was it? Maybe 2012, 2013 ish, wow. when you could wow. still mine a coin with a laptop yeah. with a graphics card. Yeah. And uh, I just gotten started more into like the financial sales and portfolio management trading. So I was hyper focused on just learning about financial trading effects markets, learning about technical indicators, how to trade. And uh, I noticed it was starting to take over a lot of my time during the day. Like <laughs> I'd be working and the client would call, but I'd be reading about Bitcoin and what it is. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So how do I get one? Like, what does this even mean? Like, I had no idea early days, early yeah, days. And so I was like, oh, should I buy some? And then I was like, no, I'm not going to buy some. I'll just wait. I'll buy some stocks, right? Yeah. And then like a couple months later, Mt. Gox happened or something like that. Maybe not a 15 year, 15 a, while about, a while later. Some, I, I'd forgotten about Bitcoin and then Mt. Gox happened and I saw it fall and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't buy it. Yeah, And then, then I kind of for, I forgot about it again until like 2016. Confirmed your bias. Yeah, I know. But I didn't re- never read the white paper. If I would have read the white paper, man, I would have. Like, been but I didn't, I, did, I was almost there, so I did well enough. I bought a lot of um, private set, private placements with stocks. I knew a bunch of promoters out there in Vancouver, so I mean, it was okay. But like 2016, 2017, my buddy's like, dude, you gotta buy Ethereum, you gotta buy Ethereum. Blah 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 blah. blah. So, It was like 50 bucks, right? Yeah, and uh. went to like a 100 and i was like all right i pulled my rsps which is like uh your iras maybe like a tax-free savings like for retirement
1: yeah in canada
0: it's called an rsp so i pulled my rsps took the tax hit on them bought like a ton of it and then it doubled and then i was like oh my god this is awesome and then and then i was like (laughs) And then I was like, okay, well, what else is in this place? Like, let's think about it as a trading vehicle now. Yeah. Let's just think of it as a trading speculative tool. And I was like, okay, sure. I I could get down with this. And then I looked into it, like I found Ripple. And then I was already in financial, like the payments and trading. Mm -hmm. And so Ripple's business model really aligned with things that I'd already known. So I felt comfortable buying it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'll buy some Ripple. Ripple was like 60 cents. Okay. And then by that point, my Ethereum had moved to like three something, five, five something around there. It was ridiculous. I was like ten X at that point. And then I went into Ripple, and Ripple was at like sixty cents, and that went to like two something, and I sold at two eighty, and I was like, oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> Everyone at work on my trading floor was like, nobody was trading Bitcoin except for me and this other guy. Or crypto, or whatever you want to call it, and. Uh, you just so everyone was tracking everyone was yeah. tracking along, my portfolio portfolio's on my screen, people walk by, I take a look, and they're like, whoa man, that started here. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This may sound crazy, but I'm gonna go all into Tron today. Tron? Tron was around back then? It was like two cents. Okay. <laughs> this is where I, like I became a legend at my office, and then everyone like <laughs> all the NBA. All the MBAs, all the other guys were like, don't do it, John. Take your profit out. Take your money out that you that you bought in with right now. Don't do it. Just be safe. Go in the mark. Maybe buy like four or five coins. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm doing this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I bought Toronto like four. It came to like four cents-ish. And then like overnight, at my time overnight, it went to like 12. And then like 16. And then I was like shaking on my laptop. I was like holding. I was like. Oh my god! Like, it's it, it, a like, in itself. I was like, "Honey, oh my god!" I was like shaking mad. I was like, "I couldn't I mean, believe What's it. going on? <laughs> what's going on? And then We're I like got greedy, so I held it. I held it. I held it, and then it went back down to like eight cents, six cents, and I was like, "No, no!" And then a dead cat bounced to like eight or nine. And I sold it then, and I was like, Whoa. "Yeah." And then like, and then like, I kind of got out of it. I just took my money out. Right. And I did very well. Paid off my wife's student loans, you know, a bunch of other things that just smart things. Right.
1: Yeah. And like
0: my wife was happy. my boys, parents were happy. (laughs) This (laughs) guy, he's not bad after all. Yeah, I know. And so uh, and then I kind of just kept watching it develop. I started learning more at that point, digging deeper. And then around 2019, um, I had also started a business around that, a painting company with my wife and uh just outside of toronto Mm -hmm. and we did really really well doing that as well but my life was stretched i was commuting like two hours from hamilton to toronto for my job working 10 12 hours at the office trading coming back fixing painting mistakes that the painters had done on the weekends i'd be going to quotes and then i'd be renting my house at the same time so it was quite a lot
1: and i I just said
0: like i'm done like i'm done with all this and take some time off we sold our house we flipped it pretty much. I did a lot of work to it. Sold the house, bought a bigger truck, went to Texas to hang out with my brother in law for a few months. Nice. Took time off in in Mexico in twenty twenty. Yeah. We all know what happened in twenty twenty. No. Can you tell the people what happened in twenty twenty? <laughs> so like I've been been watching I've been watching COVID since November of that year though yeah I thought in December
1: December, I was like, because it was affecting
0: impacting markets and like I always follow China with the US dollar and the yuan at the time right so like I was really aware of what was going on and I thought "Mm, this could be serious yeah and I was like well I'm just gonna go and keep living my life and you know we'll see maybe it's like SARS or H1N1 or whatever it is and I was like maybe it's just like that well we got to mexico three months in the whole world shut down It was like march yeah and at the time i was charting and uh you know i had this grand idea like i knew this is a black swan event i had it figured out but it was the first time i've actually traded like a huge like global crisis before yeah right and again be in cool. the world i was before i'm kind of familiar or you know like i'm aware of the tricks in the markets that can be played, um, either by the Fed pumping market money into the market, you know, and so Georgia. I was like, Okay, so, so, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, March comes around, I did pretty good leading into March, I had some, I was trading options on a lot of biopharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies, because there was a lot of buyouts happening at that time. And things were going okay, I was making money enough to live off. And uh, then March happens. April happened and the market starts going down, right? And I'm like, here we go. This is the time I've been waiting for. I know it's my time. But in a decade. And then, and then here's my mistake is I took the same approach that I took with the crypto where I knew it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. I went like hard on it. So I went hard on an option. Mm-hmm. I shorted a few of them, like uh, Royal Caribbean at a hundred. You can look back on the charts when you think like I shorted Royal Caribbean at a hundred yeah um or some other nasty ones boeing i had a boeing short at oh, with yeah. a strike of like 250 and it was like three something mm-hmm. and then i had another short uh a carnival mm-hmm. and a, a handful of other ones similar and i was like oh in the s p mm-hmm. i had an sp strike at like 290 and it was 315 at the time it went to like 220, all these crashed. if you look at the chart. Right. So, but you see it sharply drop, uh-huh, and it bounce up. Right. Yeah. When it yeah. bounced up, tons of news start pouring in that the Fed was doing this, The Fed was doing that. Yeah, um, I got like. I didn't stick to my guns, like usually if your time frame is like a longer trade, like if your time frame is one to three months on a trade, you probably shouldn't be watching it on the minute by minute. Yeah. 30 minute parts. Right. Intraday trading. Yeah. And uh, so like it, it, a rookie mistake on my part, like I know I knew way better than that. And then I panic sold on the top when it bounced. So I got crushed. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I think it's going to keep going. So then I re re bought again, but I went long and then went down a bit and I was like, fuck sold. And then I had, then I still had money left and I was like, okay. Here we go short again and bumped up again (laughs) and then i was just like okay i'm done i I didn't lose it but i lost a lot okay and uh then i I just like you know what i'm gonna take the rest of the summer off i can afford to like no big deal (laughs)
1: like
0: like like just recalculate myself and like just take the time off that i was supposed to like stop trading all the time This was supposed Mm -hmm. to be like a sabbatical Stop being an idiot. Right. <laughs> Cause like I was watching the markets at like 12, 14 hours and like there's supposed to be time off. Right. So like I wasn't giving it to myself. And so like the lesson learned was definitely like take time for your mental health when you're trading. Like you have to, especially with crypto. Like you can be up at like three and you're like looking at your phone and like, the phone <laughs> drops on your face. Like that happens to me weekly still. <laughs> like I'll wake up and it's 3 a.m. and I'll like, think, oh, what's, what's happening in Asia? And I'll, like, yeah, look yeah. it up. And, like, and then I'll be up for, like, 30 minutes later, and then I'll get distracted looking down, like, the rabbit hole of other things. And I'm, like...
1: Yeah, that oh. was a... Uh, she, she takes no prisoners.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, it's crazy. And then, like... So, yeah, I took the time off. Um, finally got out of Mexico, which... That alone was... A, y'all were stuck there. Mm-hmm. So I was in Merida, which is, like, four hours from Cancun. It's in the Yucatan Peninsula, so it's not on, like, a strip. It's on, like, a little part that shoots out. Yeah. Oh. And uh, so to get out of Merida, you have to go to Cancun mm-hmm. and fly direct, or you have to go to uh, fly from Merida to Mexico City to fly back to Vancouver. My truck was in Texas, okay? What? What? Part all of my life? belongings, all my belongings, except for, like, the four suitcases I brought, and then you're ready for this. I brought my cats and my dog to Mexico, so the whole family, the whole gang. And it's just my wife and I. So it's my wife, me, four large bags. Um, I have a little dog, pug Spaniel. I have a tra- traveling crate that's built for a lab. So it's like there's a giant crate, four bags, two cats. And it's just me and my wife going to Cancun airport when we arrived. <laughs> yeah. People were like looking at us like, what the hell? They're moving. Yeah, they're moving here. It's <laughs> only for a short time, but they're doing all this work. Yeah. And uh, but getting out, man. Like we kept trying to find flights. Everyone was canceling flights. Airlines were closing. People were going bankrupt. Um, you couldn't fly without having COVID tests in some places already. Flights were shutting down. Uh, April, I finally, finally, like sixteen hours on hold with WestJet. I got through, and then. As I'm on hold with WestJet getting through, my wife emailed the CEO and was like, yo, like, He's a killer. we don't have any options because like our dog can't go underneath the carrier if it's certain temperature and out of Cancun, it's too hot. And after like 8 a.m., you can't put the dog in after 8 a.m. Yeah. And there was no flights. There was only like a 7.30 flight. So we had to fly from Merida to Mexico City, yeah. from Mexico City to somewhere else or go to Texas. Yeah." It was wild. Short story long, basically, we got out. Um, we ended up going to Mexico City. Mexico, Aero Mexico sells pet tickets first come first serve, just so you know, wondering. Okay. Yeah, so we checked in like two and a half hours before our flight. And they're like, oh, sorry, you. we can only get two of your pets on because there's no more spots. And we're like, we're like, but we paid for them. Like, they're not just, we're good. We're not like, what's going on? meanwhile they're starting to shut down airbnb in mexico now too so like and you can only fly with pets or cert- health certificates that are valid for seven days and the next flight was seven days later that's why we need crypto man. I'm to need blockchain. dude so i got stuck in the airport with my pets like i had to find i just called the person i stayed with before and i was like, yo do you know anybody like offline like not airbnb like any place like i'm screwed right Thankfully, we've got a nice condo and all worked out, but oh, and to add a little excitement, there was a tropical storm slash hurricane barreling in on Merida the day we left. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it was a while. The last two years have just been like <laughs> flown by mad. Like, yeah, yeah. So once I got back to Canada, I was just like, what do I want to do with my life? You know, like I'm back in Vancouver, which is like halfway back across Canada. Which is like halfway across the world for most people um i decided like let's try get into crypto right you know let's not try get a new job and a new career and a new industry let's also go take it one step further and try to get into crypto
1: yeah
0: with no like barely like very minimal coding like like i really have to bring value on the business side of things or else it's really like so be, my journey began like, let's see, sort sure. of April, December. So I was also um, applying for like software roles, so like manager roles, sales roles, um, mid senior roles, and I was getting interviews all the way down to the final thing, final round, many times. Like, and I've got a good resume, and I don't know if I interview the well best sometimes, but. Um, it's been a while since I've had to interview yeah To be honest like I think my last interview would have been Same here. 2010 wow. 2010 2009 and uh, all my jobs were just like offered to me or like I was like, hunted out to fill a role in Toronto it's good it's good it's a small world at the time right so um, so I mean you lose kind of those skills <laughs> So it's just been like, it was nerve wracking. I think I sent in total, I went through my email uh, off chain and on chain resumes and like 350, 400 yeah. over the course of like three months. Mm-hmm. And they all were with like personalized cover letters. Not one of them was non-unique. And some of the roles I created like custom presentations and how my skills aligned with their organizations in Canva, I mean like, like really nice design custom things. And like I still wasn't getting jobs. Yeah, like, exactly. man, like, Love it was know. it was brutal. And I was like, Well, maybe it's the COVID era and like, but man, I tell you, like, hardest thing of one of the hardest and like, mentally draining things I've ever had to do. Like, I know, I'm like a quality worker. And I know I produce quality work. But it's like, man, like, I mean, some people's job points are longer, I like, understand. And, you know, some people even ha- work harder than I do. Some people don't. So, like, everyone's story is unique. But I can yeah. tell you, like, if you think you have, if you're have, you working hard for a role, you have to work harder. Real. And you have yeah. to expect to take three times longer, yeah. unfortunately. And if you expect, like, it to take you to the moon, maybe it'll only take you to, like, the clouds to get there. Right? Same reverse, inverse psychology of reach for the moon. It, or reach for the stars get to the moon right but if you think of it expect it's gonna take as hard as it to get to the stars but you can get to the moon. does that make sense yeah yeah so yeah but i'm here and i made it i feel like i've made it like i'm, I'm okay being here for like 20 years 30 years man. like 40 years yeah. i found
1: you on DeFi summit man so it was like, i know oh, i know that was my first summit
0: me i'm crazy
1: enough to reach out <laughs> i know i know i was
0: like this is gonna around sure why not like i like talking to people i like talking about crypto with people too so it's yeah. like yeah meeting cool people that's why i love the space everyone wants to hang out and get connected and it's beautiful man yeah i definitely like that. i love that you shared your
1: like that your journey breaking into crypto that's why i created breaking crypto oh man
0: oh yeah it's quite the journey like and even so, like, my first, you have to be ready to, like, wear multiple hats, jump in on different things. And I think the biggest difference from, like, the real world and, like, off-chain like, structure and, like, crypto projects, from my perspective, at least, is that, like, you really need to take ownership from, like, from day one, yeah. you know? You really have to. And, you know, within your role, you have to take ownership. Um, you have to you know make decisions and you have to be like ready to go like you are on that project you are part of the project and yeah. your community is now watching you yeah even if it's day one on the and, yeah it's, yeah they expect you already know everything
1: yeah it's not the it's not just your your investors Every, your, no. your community
0: is the investors now mm-hmm. All right can we talk yeah, about, I think people you know, yeah I don't I think people forget that? I think quick, I think the community forgets that sometimes i think they take it for granted how accessible people are in these kind of projects yeah. um offline world off chain you don't have access to founders like you know like real business world you know like web 2.0 like http yeah. you know
1: like, did it for the people the people we- yeah for the
0: off chain is like uh non-blockchain businesses non-crypto just regular world businesses gas stations retail Big data, Microsoft, Google, yeah, go. right. Yeah. So, um, okay, what was I yeah. talking about there? I just fell a off, just <laughs> sidetracked. You, you, oh yeah. Just, so, like, off-chain world, like, only in large public companies do you get like, you know, just public companies in general. You have your annual shareholders meeting, right? And you can chime in with votes via phone, or some some have online solutions after that, and uh, and that's it. You might get to work discuss things with the Twitter account or the business people might have like conferences they go to speak at or panels and you know the the day-to-day interactions usually as the customer with the customer service person or a manager or someone on the inside that you might know or investor relations. And investor relations just gives you all like the same thing, the same thing, right? Only the things they're allowed to say. So if you can't read it and find it yourself, they're gonna tell you the same stuff you can't find. That's the exact same thing, right? Yeah. So to get like the communication through Telegram, one-to-one DMs, uh, AMAs all the time, you know, you can go into the governance channel if you qualify um, with YFDI, and you know, you can talk about things that are going on on the minutia level day to day, you know? And we have community managers that attend all of our meetings now and you know, people take that for granted. They're like, "Yo, where's the updates? Where are the updates? Where are the updates? why aren't you doing this? It'd be nice if you did that." Like, yo, like we're literally working all day, and like we've got roadmaps for each product feature, and like you want us to break that strategically planned cycle just to kind of make this one concern you want to address? Like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's hard to communicate that balance, you know, and, like. Yeah. depending on what community you're in and how large it is you know it's pretty pretty cool because you can all talk about things together and there's forms for it and you don't really i mean you see like wall street fights on reddit and twitter and hashtags and FinTwit and and crypto twitter but to have that like centralized place like telegram just take it for be blessed man like you have access to like the pulse of a project you know any project I, I know.
1: I think like it's been funny because I'm in I'm in venture capital as well, and you know that that world is right. They're they're getting the private money, right? They're getting yeah. in, and that crypto these projects like you are basically a, a VC. You're a yeah, you're a VC. Everyone can yeah. be a venture capitalist in crypto, but I think people don't realize as an imbe- an investment, it's a respected return, right, in the future. Mm. But like. People, most people have short-term mindsets, right? They're watching, mm-hmm. the, they're watching the price all day. Yeah. They're not saying, "Hey, where's Boson going to be? Where's that finance going to be in three years, five years?" Yeah, they're saying, "What's
0: happening now?" Yeah. Now.
1: Yeah. And so it's like, but you know, it's not a
0: generational thing, though, right? Like, what's the generation that's mostly interacting with crypto right now? You no. Know? Millennials and Gen Z. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's the now generation, yeah. you know. And I think we tend to forget, like we don't tend to have perspective. Um, like I'm thirty six, wait, thirty six in a month and a half, right. not yet, but I'm thirty five. So, I mean, it took me till thirty five to break into crypto, and so I'll be like older, older yeah. when the it's mainstream more. Yeah. But yeah. that's okay. I, I was here, I was here to start, not at the start, but yeah, you know. <laughs> think about age is like you understand. Yeah, exactly. But I still feel young, but I'm like, oh, man, i got so much time ahead of me. You know, it's all good. I can be patient. You know, I'm okay. Like, that's one thing I, with my last role, my last career, was always like, go, go, go. Go, go, go. Hammer, hammer, hammer. And you don't need to do that, but it's still fast pace here. Yeah. But if you keep a good pace, work hard all day, stay so focused, which is one of the main things that's hard because... You know, you might have 30, 40, 50 tabs open and then you got the community binging and then like, I'm in like 200 plus telegram groups. <laughs> yeah. Like, so like I'm working and then all of a sudden like all these
1: ping, ping,
0: ping, ping, ping. Yeah, like, I like, turned it off. I'm just like on my phone, it buzzes for sure. No, but even the, the groups I need to be aware of, like the, my internals, die channels, community channels, community yeah. manager channels, even those. Yeah. Or like our Slack is going off, and like, yeah. and so like obviously I turned off all the notifications on most of them.
1: Yeah. But still,
0: yeah. it's been like it's never off. Yeah. You
1: can't just like this is building time, you know. Mm-hmm. Explain, explain the company you're at now, your role, what made you entice you to, to start there, all that.
0: Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm the Launchpad Success Manager um, right now with Wyatt Die. Uh, the original intention of my role was to be brought in, transition and take over for the manager role and just add up the Launchpad um, product. And so, you know, I'm a few months in now, um, I think in the next couple of weeks though, there will be that transition. Uh, however, you know, as in crypto, part of my other roles include, like I'm working spearheading DAO governance. Um, that means like building out the platform and how users interact with it. So developing product stories, user stories, kind of figuring out what version one will be like and uh working out how the governance mechanics with our staking token will work with that as well so you know I had to do that and then with launchpad which is my actual title you you know we're looking for blockchain startups crypto startups that are already ready they have got their code pretty much done they're ready to launch tokens and they're ready to just, you know, they're ready to do a public pre sale, public sale, and they're ready to launch. So we have like a month and a half ish type uh, program. It's like an accelerator. You, you would consider an accelerator in the VC world, Yeah. right? In traditional world finance. So it'd be we're not here to build the business, we're here to advise on the direction of your marketing, your branding, getting you ready to launch your contracts, uh, people that take part in our private sales and our seed sale rounds are our stakers and farmers of YFDI. So YFDI is a complete ecosystem of DeFi products. And the big thing that we offer is transparency, trust, a safe environment. So for people that are more new to crypto, but want to experience DeFi, you know, we offer a lot of the services that DeFi across the board would have. So. You know, if you want to do decentralized exchanging on our DEX, like just do a swap. What's a DEX? You have a safe, uh, a DEX is like an exchange, but it's decentralized. So people that have crypto wallets and you have a crypto wallet, we would plug into this interface. And uh, there's a pool of tokens just sitting there um, on both sides. So if you want to trade US dollars for yfdi let's say, there's YFDI and US dollar tokens sitting on our platform that users have put in. And because you put those tokens in, like you would have to put 50% US dollar, 50% YFDI, and deposit it, you get a token, what's called a liquidity uh, pool token. It's an LP token. So you're depositing your money on our decentralized exchange. You of it like a stock exchange that's run by banks, okay? the banks hold the shares, you are holding the shares and you are depositing them in the exchange to be used for exchanging back and forth. You're right. The, you're the bank. You are the bank and you are providing liquidity to make other people like us exchange our US dollars and YF dies. So there's a lot of pairings, right? You have to think of it like that, too. So there's a lot of different ones you can deposit. And when you deposit that and you get the token, um, you're now farming okay so you have you farming with us so you can do that and that's powered that powers our dex, which is the exchange what's yield farming <laughs> so that what i just explained how you deposit those tokens mm-hmm. right And you get a liquidity um providing token like an lp token you're going to get a fee every time people exchange us for yf you get a piece of that pie by providing liquidity because right okay. take that money you have staked that yeah. those tokens you have you have put those on US dollars you have put those y in the exchange to be used by other people mm-hmm. okay and part of what makes um, that risky is because uh, whoever runs the exchange potentially or projects let's say you have like a meme coin okay let's call it uh, okay. Taylor coin let's call it Taylor coin Okay, Taylor coin. Taylor coin shows up and you Taylor coin thinks, hmm, I'm gonna put like ten grand US dollars, ten grand of my Taylor coin, and I'm gonna make a token on Uniswap. Okay. All of a sudden people see that there's a high percentage return by depositing Taylor coin and US dollars. So they buy your coin, they put their US dollars in, they put them in your system, provide liquidity for your token. Now, Taylor Coin looks like, oh, people are providing liquidity. This is a real project. Taylor, you're like, hmm, looks like I'm about ready to make a million or two here. Let's pull all the liquidity, oh, right? You yeah. can take it. The cash out. Right? Because you're the project. So you can cash it all out because it's liquidity is provided through contracts. So um, that's why with Launchpad, we provide projects uh, we try to launch projects that go through strict vetting. KYC, they're owners, and uh, we get to know the company. Uh, we take their picture ID, they sign contracts. We vet their contracts through audits with Blockchain Consilium. We um, analyze many different things about the business from operations, technical, security threats, internal, external, and also um, KYC. And then marketing risks, business risk to us, uh, potential return. Right, it's a product we're looking to make money off of it, and I'll, uh, at the end of the day, like we try to do a three-month contract with them post-launch as marketing advisory services to make sure that they're making, they're doing things correctly, or that we can support them in the best way possible with their success. So, putting out press packages, aligning with influencers, um, building out videos, helping them do with product roadmap development, and. Uh, And so we provide projects that aren't going to rug pull that's kind of like the ethos is like we're a safe environment so we're going to provide these projects that are safer right that's not going to rug pull you and then part of that product line includes our decentralized exchange so you can farm tokens with us like i said you deposit the tokens and you provide liquidity the fee you get from that is called yield farming yeah okay so that's what yield farming is. So that's another aspect of DeFi. So when you think about it, we have a launch pad where you can buy pre-sale tokens and become like a VC in a safe environment because we only, we don't pump out hundreds of projects or like 50 or 20. We're, we've only done three, right? And uh, and then you have yield farming. So you can do yield farming by depositing liquidity or you can just trade on our on the exchange and just trade and then you can also stake their single side staking where it's like if you buy our governance token, SSGT, mm-hmm. say, oh, I'm going to buy some SSGT. What can I do with it besides just hold it in my wallet? Well, people always want more of the coin that they buy. Right. Yeah. So you can stake your SSGT with our staking contract on our dashboard and you get 72 percent APY on that. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is really high. That's a lot. 22. Right. right? So you buy SSGT, which by the way, I am very bullish on our SSGT token. I'm very bullish on just because I know everything that's going on in the back end things. So, um, (laughs) but but yeah, staking SSGT or YFDI, same thing, 72% APY. And the the beauty about what you do when you stake with us, not only do you get 72% APY, right? You're getting 72% APY by staking you're also now gonna get exclusive access to the presales. And the more you stake, the more of an allocation you will buy, yeah, right? Yeah. And the good thing about it is all of the presales are not, they're, they're done in like a fair way. So you have 24 to 48 hours to claim your allocation. There's no gas wars. There's no like rushing to hit by the button to beat somebody else. You can just get up when your time zone is perfect, buyer your presale allocation, and then you're good. Wow. And so staking YFDI gives you that access. And then staking SSGT gives you a 72% APY plus governance capabilities. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna start like you can vote on which liquidity pairs go on SafeSwap now, our exchange, right? Yeah. So eventually you're gonna be able to vote on which pairs go in. So you can only see pairs that you want then you can vote on launchpad projects, and then you can vote on fees on the on the exchange and determine the fee payout as well. So you can do all of these things, all within our ecosystem. Wow. And we just bridged to MATIC, which is a layer two solution. So it's built on top of Ethereum, uh, but it's in, it's really fast and it's fee Yeah, People it, don't have to pay lots of fees. Yeah, MATIC is definitely killing it.
1: Um we won't get too in-depth into that. Yeah, I know. they're still Yeah, so that's group. that's kind of like
0: why die. That's what we do. Yeah. That's kind of what I do. So oh yeah, what I do. Matt. I do uh managing the launch pad, communication with each project. So like we have weekly communications with them, yeah. monthly marketing decisions to make, budgets to set, communications with efficient marketing channels, and on top of that I'm doing a Dow governance. Structure, product development, and then I'm also helping with overall marketing for the company as well, supporting our COO. Um, he's an animal. He's just an animal. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's incredible. And uh, and then recently, actually, breaking news. Uh, I've been told I've been brought on with Coldstack, And they are a decentralized data storage cloud uh, Web3 business. So think of like Uber but for data storage and for crypto native businesses. So uh, let's see, like in the offline world, uh, Microsoft and Google and Amazon have these cold storage solutions where if you're, you need to store KYC data on a customer or data from like 20 years ago, but you need to keep it. They never use, they have solutions for that. But on, on the blockchain, This is, they have Filecoin, there's SIA, there's a handful of others, right? And what ColdStack does is depending on network conditions, their product and algorithm is able to determine which is the most efficient route to be using. Mm -hmm. Okay? And they're able to store data. You store data through their interface. Mm -hmm. So in KuCoin, right? They have to store KYC data on customers. They have to store orders data, buy and sell data, um, all of that. They have to be able to, all the trade flow data, order book data, they need to store all of that. And so ColdStack would work with these companies. They'd plug their wallets in, pay a nominal fee, and now they're able to store all of their Web3 data. And the most, you know, they say about 80% in Traditional versus traditional code storage. Yeah. So my role there will be partnerships. The title's kind of undecided right now. It'll be more like a director partnerships type-ish role, managers, and like that. Yeah. And uh, it's all about me finding, building up partnerships that are expanding their user base. Yeah. So finding, you know, exchange houses, um, data salute data providers, APIs, um, people that use API data. And also infrastructure, so helping them find strategic partnerships to build up their infrastructure yeah. on the server, the node level, at uh, various levels of the stack. And yeah, so I, I don't know when I'm starting, but the guy just let me know yesterday, so I'm pretty pumped on that as well. But that's more of a part-time role. Yeah. Um, that's something that's more aligned with my, my sales background yeah. and uh, understanding how to do business development and understanding, you know, how to look at a project from a due diligence standpoint. And finding out where the gaps are and how you know strategic partnerships and ecosystems can really build the business so yeah that's dope, man congrats on
1: cold stack i just i'm looking them up they thanks need, man I'm, i know why they need, they they're all they're all, they're all uh, tech guys. They now team they're team. scaling right
0: now they're about to uh they're about to go in launch their mvp and they're about to ramp up so yeah. that's crazy I mean, I like
1: launch padding <laughs> planning yeah they are taking off. Uh, I'm, I'm taking in a different direction. You see the funding is yeah. wild. They got good funding, man. The funding is wild. I know Q1 of 2020 was one a little over 1000000000 billion. Q1 of 2021 funding, investment funding for everybody. Yeah. Um, um, and the- yeah
0: there's tons. It's, it's pouring over, in.
1: Over $3.18 billion this year. And that's just Q1. He's know. It did Q2
0: because think about like when it's really like what's the traditional world right now what was q1 do you know traditional VC, uh, venture capital or just yeah.
1: fundraising i'm not sure um let's see
0: uh, It'd be interesting to see how that compares if we could graph that put that on a chart okay. and then watch it over the years as one overtakes the other if i not overtake five. when that overtake happens that's that's when you like that's sell the house You know, actually, you know what? Sell the house now, mortgage it, double mortgage, go into credit card debt, everything. Buy crypto. And that (laughs) is financial advice that people are wondering.
1: Before the intersection.
0: (laughs) Before it too, yeah.
1: Before when it's like, okay,
0: this is. It's already going. It's, it's, you can't stop it. You can't stop this. Like, you can't be stopped. I mean, they could shut off the internet all across the world. And then the only thing that would make it work would be like when it turns back on the blockchain would continue, it would continue on its cycle. That's something I haven't dug too deep into personally, but I don't see that happening. So I think with all the companies jumping on board, governments jumping on board, yeah, it's, it's this a- is it, man. This is future. If you don't see that, I don't understand what else you need to see because let's talk about that. So if someone's still confused.
1: I know we broke down something today we're talking about decentralized finance that's basically saying hey you have banks you have central banks you have government municipalities that are centralized from a a bits perspective data
0: stored, mm-hmm. um centralized servers for data yeah. you know centralized institutions that govern banking monetary real estate insurance all of it lending and borrowing you know
1: Essentially for
0: lending and borrowing, you become the lender or the borrower, you make that percentage, it's right?
1: Sovereignty of the individual and the smaller businesses. You can still have big businesses, but everyone has ownership of the state. Everyone, yeah, you can still grow together. All boats rise in
0: decentralized money. Mm-hmm.
1: You could like be a we have
0: you could be a and attractive. like with and data. If you think about it from the data perspective, think about all those data storage centers. What if? We were the data. What if we were that sort? The server. Data what if we technology. are that power? The processor, right? And that's what the transition happens, right, man? And uh, we are the network, right? Yeah. So that's why I think there's a huge push. It's like we don't want people to come together. You know, and it's sad.
1: Yeah, that's what governments are trying to. Uh, I don't know. It's control. It's a stat. Governments and politics are a status game. Mm-hmm. Crypto and business world. I'm not saying business is perfect, but it's, it's a merit game. It's, it's a it's proof of work, right? Yeah, it's proof of work. Yeah. If you, if you show you're good, if you show you can run faster, jump higher, be smarter. That's yeah, the worst hey? thing. Fun intended. You're you know track and field. You you win, you win. You win the medals
0: and yeah, exactly. If you can go 120 percent the longest, you know you'll you'll rise. Yeah. Right? Eventually.
1: What do you think about? Just the landscape. There's probably ten thousand plus coins more being created by the by it's the minute. Yeah. What does that look like uh, through, this, think... through this cycle? We're at ten thousand plus cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. We're like I don't even know where we are. And...
0: Well, you'd think like the last cycle, you saw a lot of uh, ICOs was the term, Initial and coins. a lot of it was people launching coins as a way to fund business models and the coin was only in a, the only utility of that coin was to access the platform or pay for services yeah. right you saw a ton of that and you're seeing something like that right now with new coins like you can create a coin create a burn and all these numbers you can change the burn metrics you can burn Fee metrics and it's all about people trying to find that magic sauce or something. But at the end of the day, there's no utility. Still, it's just like, how can I build a coin that has the most like tasty looking numbers, right? And that's fine. I mean, it's all part of like, it's human nature. And like, I think that's one of the things I've noticed in my career is that so much of this world and trading charts work life you got to have perspective when you zoom out on your on your chart you know when things get too high you be careful there's going to be a fall down you know how do you manage that if you expect it like, don't get too high on your horse as well personally same thing don't go straight green handle right because <laughs> there's going to be a rapid downfall and if you fall down like how strong are you going to be are you going to dead cat bounce it you know like And like you can see those human emotions on play out on the charts. And if you read it's it's wild and then the way charts set up even leading into things. And it's like if like a macro event or a material event gets announced in the stock market and you and you no one knew about it, like it was no one knew it was coming, right? But then you look at the chart, the chart trades like something is about to happen. Fear, yeah, you, there's, there's, right. there's markers, there's markers, and, there. and the markers move into like, oh, something's happening, there could be something happening. It's gonna now, now the chart's leading into like a triangle, it's kind of and then all of a sudden, an unexpected day. news release, or, 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 right? Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy watching that, and
1: yeah, it's exciting, though, and it, it yeah, just like. Depends on your investment horizon, depends on yeah, exactly. And I think, think it's healthy build. too.
0: It's healthy to turn those funds in and out. It's education, right? One thing I learned, a huge poker player, yeah. I learned I played poker since I was like 19, 18, maybe 17, even but at, the come, cas- I at the casino, at the casino, since I was like 19. I've gone to a few tournaments and like it's a little mental space again, same thing. And like, um, of mental life. it is and uh
1: i forgot where i was going with that that poker thing but you know you had some advice to give us yeah
0: it was good it was really good it was a banger
1: (laughs) it'll come (laughs) back but like yeah
0: it's all good (laughs) but overall man i think it's it's healthy to see that oh yeah education it's like when you play poker and you're learning at the casino like and you lose if you don't figure out why you lose you're just gonna keep blowing money right you need to figure out the strategy, figure out the game, figure out where your leaks are, like, are you being obvious? But the, that sort of part doesn't play into it as much. Just like you need to, I view it as the market's paying for an education right now. <laughs> and part of that education is determining value in coins and what's value and what's not. And, yeah. you know, supporting projects that are good, supporting projects that are bad. And like the truth comes out in the end, like, type finance you saw that recently and then tons of other rugs that have happened and you know it's it's good it's like the industry's growing up and it's it's all part of it you know maybe teenager now the industry's a teenager now so we're going through like a funky you know phase where Wings. we dress weird and you know that dressing weird may be equivalent to a meme coin <laughs> getting piercings all over it might be like that's our meme coin right <laughs> meme coin now, section
1: yeah <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. But I think you know, like in the next five years, you're gonna see crazy developments. Like if you're already seeing countries this year, what's it gonna be like in five? You know, like
1: Africa. How many North countries?
0: America, how many countries will it be? Twenty five. Africa's ripe for crypto. Crypto, right? Like that's what I think North American America. people miss. This is okay. This is this is a good point. This is what I think North American people miss, and Westerns maybe not so much Eastern like Europeans but more north american they miss out that the fact that crypto is built for people to take the power back and where is that the most, people the most oppressed africa central america south america mm-hmm. dictatorships in the middle east asia this is where the market's exploding right yeah. that's where you're seeing it yeah. and then they're the testing grounds they're the proving grounds right and yeah. they want that's like longer. in
1: this central world yeah. in this the whole- There's like
0: the reserve rights currency that's exploding in uh, Venezuela, yeah. and if you think about it, I'm like, I because I've watched currencies get decimated. I watched, uh and I watched the Brexit vote happen. I did too. So like, I I stayed baby. overnight. I was working at get a desk for trading because we told clients we'd have twenty four seven. That was a crazy trading day, dude. I was watching it, and like that one report came out from one county, and it was like. When I was like, we were whoa,
1: eight hundred points on the Dow. I was like,
0: that's it. I'm like, it's over. And then I watched the Trump inauguration too. So like, that was crazy. So I stayed late for voting, uh, trading that day as well. That so I got crazy. to trade both those both
1: those events. So that was I really bet, cool. I bet both of those. I bet Trump was gonna win. I bet that um that uh, Brexit was an exit. I was very mm-hmm. crazy that time of life. Um, even crazier now, but more balanced. So yeah. That yeah. Really
0: you crazy. know, we all get a little piss and vinegar in us
1: when we're young, you know. I didn't like, vote for Trump, but I don't really care. I'm very apolitical, but I just want I didn't vote to for anybody. For yeah. Anybody in the US. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <'Cause> I'm <Canadian. laughs> um, I'm glad mm. we're, we're we're neighbor countries. I have not been to Canada, yet, like I said. I'm definitely oh, dude, you America. gotta come up. Come visit here where I live. Like we can go to Whistler. Whistler's
0: like where they have the Olympics, right? We're gonna hang out. Right? Sure. I I just bought a boat recently. Not like a nice boat. A not a nice boat. Like, Lambo. but I've been I've been researching them, like little small ones, 18 footer, uh, for mm-hmm. like over a year now. Yeah. That's and nice. uh, actually, I used my trading money from this year. Yeah. For it, I had I started the year with a thousand dollars in an account to see how I can do. Yeah. Just like for fun, because I was trying to find a job so my whole day was like resume writing and, like yeah. so I was like I'll just play around with a thousand and see how it goes. Yeah. Turn it into like twenty-five. What? <laughs> I, know.
1: I actually did the same thing. Mine's around like seven or eight. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I wasn't probably not trading in tight in increments, so you always like holding it, trade it here and there. To yeah, I was
0: out. trading for like big pops. Yeah, like, uh, I was finding yeah. gems and I would take my take my profit as soon as possible. So mm-hmm. like once I got to like 5000, yeah. I would split it into like three trades. Yeah, so I do three trades and I would find all the small caps on KuCoin. Yeah. That was my trick, it wasn't mm-hmm. my trick. But, you know, I was looking for the really crazy small ones like Triaz, um, Kill it on Triaz and like a bunch of other ones. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, the graph token I bought it when it was like sixty cents. Yeah. Um, LTX was like forty four cents, and it went to like $1.80. dollar um, Trias went from like a dollar to like thirty. <laughs> and so I had that one. Yeah. Uh, MTV went from like sub cents to like it went like four x. Yeah, uh, yeah. GMB that went from like cheap to like five x. So I did that one. Yeah. So, like, I did all those gems and I just like murdered it. And then I went, did some leverage trading and got crushed for a bit. And then uh, then I got the job in crypto and I haven't really traded at all. <laughs> I've been just like right. swamped. It's mm-hmm. well, sir, so, you it's have, just been you to
1: spend your duration because like, I can't, you can't sit in the charts. You're working on operations now, you're working on the business side. So, it's mm-hmm.
0: like, well, awesome. like, I'm even designing the governance document in like a design program and like, that's after writing the content with the team, figuring out know, all the details. Now I need to find all the icons. I need to brand it. I need to design it and, and make it look nice for the community. Yeah. So, like, the creative work like that, man, it just flies by. Like, I'll be working on it yeah. and I'll forget we have a team meeting and, like, I'll be 10 minutes late or, like, I'll miss it. You're and I'll just hand. be, like, You're I'll be zoned in and, like, it'll be four hours will fly by.
1: Yeah, it takes yeah. like
0: a couple hours a page to do, right? And, uh,
1: yeah, you're like a Swiss army knife, man. You just have all these skills. The only thing you can't, well, it's you
0: crazy. You know, you I can't. built all these skills in the real world. Yeah. Right? Like running my painting business. So we had to do the branding and designing. So figuring that out. Yeah. Um, yeah. managing people. Yeah. Working and trading. So you knowing like financial markets too, strategy like that. Yeah. Um, I built stuff for, I did product development at Western Union as well. So, like, it all kind of worked, but it was hard, it was, I think the hardest thing was explaining how those align, you can bring value to a company, in a project, right? People just focus on the real world, like, account, like, even me, I was focused on, you know, like, account manager, or director of sales, or... Enterprise team. account managers specific things that like you get taught in the world is like this is the hierarchy this is how things are done okay. very like archaic right Generally, and so yeah okay. if if people are trying to get into crypto which I'm assuming they want to and from a business standpoint and working standpoint yeah. like it's good to analyze a project and see what they're doing uh, if there's a if it's a tech heavy project maybe not a good spot for you if you're not very technical right sure. but if there's a clear like boson like i love nfts and i love real world products being All delivered right, through yeah. blockchain marketplaces yeah and like the whole figuring out the solution from like the blockchain to a real world item that's pretty yeah. crazy i watched the demo day like last month was it or a month or so ago
1: yeah it was about Is i think it was in june it was sometime in mm-hmm. June. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's already June. July, man. I even like it's it's wild. So like, and also, if you think you're working hard, you're going to be working ten plus hours generally, too. Yeah. Right. In, in I'm contracted like- for eight. My contract's eight, right? But I make myself available for ten. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm going to start making that a hard line because I have this other role now. Yeah. But I mean, I know I can fill in this other role part time, like yeah. four or five hours a day. No problem, and uh, I can do it in the evenings. And well, What I have a question about.
1: What do you say? How do you say it? Y finance.
0: Yf die. Yf die.
1: Why did you guys token supply
0: so low? I wasn't around for the original development of the tokenomics, okay. but I, they they really wanted to make a token that was it's deflationary for one. So we YF die and uh, I, I believe that this, the thought of it was that we wanted to not have tons of tokens out there. We wanted to, to look attractive um, from a tokenomic standpoint. Like if you're thinking of it as a VC, there's not heavy dilution, right? There's not like hundreds of thousands of shares or like a billion shares outstanding right. or a billion coins, right? It doesn't take a lot to buy some. Um, and you know, it's deflationary, so 21,000. Eventually, I think the hard cap's like 13,000 13, or 14,000. But uh, the reason, just being um, in my point of view, is that we wanted to bring something that was attractive, uh, we wanted to have a higher price coin. Um, to people like that, and uh, just you know, from, a, from an optics standpoint, from a strategy standpoint, um, you know, it's deflationary, so yeah. That's my understanding. It's a good question. I mean, I haven't really dug too deep into that circulating supply myself, but I know it's small, like 21, and it goes down to a hard cap of 14. Um, yeah, but yeah, in my opinion, like that's what I think as a trader. I think, oh, 14,000 hard cap, that means, you know, it's tight. It's going to be tight because people are staking it, right? People are holding it, staking it. So yeah, what, what, it becomes more. Uh, a rare like more rare right uh inflationary so
1: yeah what what's the end goal for uh
0: for you all for us at why Die, yeah i think for the project our goal is to really become just a safe spot for new people that want to learn what DeFi is right a safe place that you know like you know we've all been kyc all of our ids been ids been out there we've signed contracts there's like we have a business license in Estonia, I believe. We're like we're a legit project, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of our team tokens are locked. We have vesting schedules for all of our projects that we launch, and uh, the idea is just to be like a safe spot, a safe ecosystem that you know you're not going to get robbed. You can take part in farming, and you can learn what that is. Yeah. You can just use the de- decentralized exchange that we have. Or and and you can you can just do all of that staking farming participate as a VC if you want or just hold right and trade it yeah so you want to be that ecosystem of DeFi, DeFi. yeah just all in one and we have You're lending into- and borrowing products You're being into- developed
1: yeah your journey into DeFi you had to mm-hmm. three tokens so far how many do y'all want to have like at the end of the year
0: I think within the year right now since July we got five months left. Ideally, in a perfect world, we probably launch four to five more projects. Um, we're in the process of launching a brand new interactive Launchpad dashboard, where you can click in, um, view past projects, view upcoming projects, see how much your allocation is, how much you've bought purchased. You can claim your tokens from it, and uh, you know the reason why that's been developed and it's not currently out there is we have so many other products. Like so, like some projects, like. Uh, compound just are like lending and borrowing right and some people just do that some people just offer a Dex and farming some people only do launch pads yeah we're doing all of that and we're a small team right (laughs) so it's kind of like pretty wild wild right now and uh, but we have uh, lending and borrowing down the road we have a debit card we're gonna launch we have a mobile app we're gonna launch so eventually you're going to be able to interact with all these DeFi products. You're going to earn percentage back as being a bank, right? Be earning yield and you can use that yield with the debit card. Yeah. Right? So now you can start using our ecosystem to not only earn, but you can use it to spend.
1: Is there so that's the
0: end goal. Are there
1: other people like all in one DeFi house?
0: Yeah, I think, um, good question not not as it's to the extent that we're doing we're we're really aggressive with our goals like like the fact like we want to have launch pad running like 12 to 15 projects or more a year like that alone like launching one coin and managing the community any kind of issues that pop up marketing it is like mayhem it's pure mayhem and to do that while on working on other products at the same time like my first day my first day was during like a private sale yeah oh. and i was having to check with issues when wallets were connecting i had to go through our whitelist in the spreadsheet i had to look through all the wallet addresses find out who qualified how much they qualified for make sure they got the right amount lock the error make sure they got followed up with and that was my first day so like when i say you to take ownership like dude First day I was doing that, and it's like yeah. you're telling people, and they're expecting you know everything. Exactly. So I got thrown into the deep end hard. In the first week, it was like it was craziness. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, awesome man. It's, it's this is cryptoverse,
1: man. It's, it's not a, it's not an industry; it's a universe. Like, yeah, it's, it's a new market it's universe. It's incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. What. Where do you see the next five years? Uh, where we're at? Where are we at as an university? Where is the crypto world going?
0: It's just about breaking into the future. Well, I'm so aware. Like, there's a company called, there's a project called Dent, which offers uh, eSIM, which is decentralized uh, cell phone data in oh, minutes. What? Right. So D-N-T? you're about to D E N T. D E
1: N T. Oh gosh. Oh wow. Called Dent. Yeah, they're, they're kind of up
0: there. And then another project um, that's gonna shatter people's worlds is called Constellation. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that. they do lattice exchange. So lattice, they're kind of they're gonna be an all-in-one defi as well. They're still not fully launched and fully operational. Yeah. But Constellation would be the would be the one I'm talking about. They have contracts with like the Department of Defense. They're providing complex data solutions for autonomous vehicles to communicate between each other, oh, using God. using their protocol. Oh, God. So like, they have rich data that can be communicated on the blockchain. Yeah. Wow. Like, and they're just flying so under the radar, man. They're like, it's, it's wild. They're up there, that they're up there, but they're like,
1: yeah, no one knows about that. DAG
0: and LTX. Those are the tickers. And you can buy a node with DAG, and spin up a state channel and change your life. So I'm here I'm shilling, I'm shilling it. And uh, I'm also shilling wife and SSGT because there's so low market caps, and we got crazy things happening. So and then I'll show cold sack to CLS. Uh, why not? Right? Hey,
1: children, this is not financial advice. Do your own research.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, not these ones. These are all not financial advice. Never. But if you had to fight Ethereum, that's financial advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's too many people on the
1: network. Um Yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll figure out the bugs. They'll
0: figure. It's huge. It's Some not going anywhere. Not, it's going
1: anywhere. not going anywhere. Yeah, we, that that's our next episode. We'll just rant about Ethereum. Or. Like, oh man the topic structure development yeah we'll break down actually from a trading and investing perspective like the land oh man i could chat trading
0: and investing like all day too like,
1: this is awesome man thank you so much this is a cool
0: dude so much fun
1: every episode is live but they get better each time but in different oh ways. that's good everyone's that's so good thanks excited. for having me man
0: we'll have like a break. it's really good meeting you man like we'll keep Great. in touch and Cool. I want to hear more and see you developments with Boson and yeah. see where you're going in five years, not You yeah. you got in early, dude. Yeah. God, we're we're not going to the moves. We're going to Mars, man.
1: We've already been. To yeah. Yeah. Um, where can people follow you, keep up with you, man?
0: And I'll post. Uh, with with me, people can catch up with me on Twitter at Co- Mr. Coinmeister. Hey. Um. That name, yeah, it? my last name is Burmeister, so I figured Coinmeister. So yeah twitter.com mr coinmeister
1: yeah nice nice jb thanks so much yeah, man. for your time yeah buddy thanks buddy thanks for
0: having me uh, i look forward to it all right man have a great one too. Peace, man Man,
1: john burmeister of vancouver just outside he is man that was an awesome conversation uh you heard him we talked a lot about his life We talked a lot about just his way and getting into into crypto and learning and just, hey, hungry, being hungry. If you want to break into crypto, you got to be hungry. You got to learn. Uh, We're friendly. Uh, It's it's the early days, just like Web 1, Web 2. We're breaking to the future, baby. See you guys soon. Love you guys. Let's get it.